2020. COVID-19 ravages the country, and yet we continue to provide relationship advice. It's Radio Free Tote Bag, and I'm Arthur. And I'm Donovan. And I'm Herschel. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> I just popped out of nowhere. I just, like, I was hiding behind the little plastic tree, but then I just came out and I was like, what's up? <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> we got a guest this week, and his name is Herschel Nardini. Herschel, what's Sweet. going on, my Thank lad? you. No, it's fine. I'm just a regular guy like you, like anyone else. I'm just a regular man. I, you know, I pull on my zip and zip off uh, shorts the same way everyone else does. <laughs> <laughs> One leg at a time, and then an additional leg, because I like to keep the zip-off separate and folded up, you know, so there's not too much uh, scrunching between the zippers going on. So you do a leg at a time, and then you pull each of the additional legs on and, and zip them zip them up, just like uh, just like everybody else. I, I feels you. <laughs> well, Herschel is here as, uh, as, as our special uh, agent support staff. Uh, for dealing with COVID-19, Arthur and I are bringing you uh, the usual relationship advice. Herschel is here to talk about his show. I believe it's pronounced Eugene. Yeah, Eugene! Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eugene! It's what his wife says to him in the show. She goes, <laughs> Eugene! What is it? <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. Well, yes, you can you can you can find on uh, YouTube along with some of Herschel's other work to uh, perhaps distract you uh, from the terrifying hell world that we're that we're currently living in. <laughs> it's quite scary. Let's, uh, it's it's incredible. It's incredibly spooky. I've been napping a lot. Um, I'm I'm a little bit uh, disoriented. But as Arthur said, we're we're bringing the heat on these relationship questions, regardless. So Herschel, this is you've you've worked on a lot of stuff. Uh for for the listener, I went to high school with Herschel, so I've I've known him for a bit now. You were doing new grounds grounds animation back in the day. You've done like a lot of animation, some photography stuff. I've seen like your uh analog dog uh <laughs> audio collage. Oh, I'm glad I'm, you're I'm following sure that. To describe it. <laughs> I love that, dude. I've I've showed it to people. But but you've done you've done a whole lot. I guess uh, c- could you maybe just kind of sum up, you know, uh, kind of who you are, you know, what this new project you're working on is, what you've done mm. in the past, that sort of thing. Okay, sure. Uh, so basically, uh, way back in the day, high school, Donovan and I in the same. Well, we weren't in the same classes, but we saw each other in the hall as we passed by and say, yeah, "Hey, we did. what's going on?" <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I was always, like, uh, looking for trouble, I guess you could say. I, 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 Accurate. I, I, I was always, <laughs> like, drawing on things and 
trying to get fucking like fucking with the uh, librarians. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I remember we had to take a speech class. I don't remember you remember the speech class. Yes, I was in your speech class. You were so you you were sitting, you know, recording the speeches. You were in the class with me. Yes, so we when were... you did uh, such speeches as uh, the good things that Hitler did. Yes. Very provocative. I in no way support Hitler or the things that he did. Um, but the, 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 the sake of the presentation was comedic. But the, the school didn't understand that which is when they called my parents <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's uh it's crazy to that how uh things come back to you right so this is like maybe two months ago um you know this presentation we filmed these presentations so we could review ourselves and say like how well did i did was i enunciating clearly and like you know review it at home <laughs> now i posted that to youtube my speech the good things hitler did um, and I got this, also in the speech, there's a gif of, it's like Hitler invented the first jet plane. And then I put up a picture of JJ, the jet plane. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For him, uh, you had the, 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 the big, like arm movements in his speech, but he's oh, eating a water. He was, he was like about to go, oh, he thinks like he's bite out of it. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, so basically, um, so, so, uh, what happened was I got this message on, uh, Facebook from this girl and it, uh, it's, it's weird. She sent me a picture that she drew of Hitler <laughs> with a hand, <laughs> with a handwritten message, um, of, uh, to me. Quoting my speech, signing her artwork, right? Um, she dated this <laughs> portrait of Hitler. New Year's Day. This young woman, I don't know, she had, looks like she's about 20 years old, drew me a picture of Hitler on New Year's Day and sent it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I never thought so, I had that kind of influence. And that's, you know, really uh, giving me a big head. She was like, that's what I'm that's doing huge. today. I got the day off work. I'm a little hungover. I'm a draw picture of Hitler. <laughs> exactly. Hey, let's, let's bring in 2020 with a picture of Hitler. <laughs> this is this is especially funny to me uh, because, yeah, I, lo I love that it's still up on YouTube. But basically, if I remember correctly, our speech teacher really did not like you. <laughs> and so you started every speech was meant to antagonize and, and push it as far as oh. you could. I think we had the... Uh, we had to give a tutorial, and yours was how to how to brush your small mammal. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Well, um, you know, uh, she didn't let me give that one, but it it, it, it it followed as you know, like to shave your small mammal. You know, that's what it was. Use a razor blade. Don't use swords. Don't use. I had a picture of shaved animals, which in retrospect was kind of mean. Like I don't want anyone to like do anything cruel to an animal but the, <laughs> but the picture was the shaved cat was wearing a bikini <laughs> that's very good <laughs> yeah so 
uh, basically, uh, I don't know, maybe that was the initial spark for wanting to make films, for wanting to make comedy, because I really just, like, uh, maybe I have an impulse control problem where I just want to say the exact opposite thing of what's acceptable, or what everyone else, maybe what everyone is thinking, but would never say in public. Perhaps um. you also want to create art that is the opposite of reality, because Herschel Nardini created the artwork for Radio Free Tote Bag, and I... That's true! My hairline! Totally that ain't my hairline, <laughs> dog! Like, you fucked up my hairline okay. real good! <laughs> it is very difficult, right, to <laughs> say, okay, draw me in a cartoon, but realistically, it's a caricature, but it has to be flattering. Now, I it, remember... Okay, <laughs> okay. Donovan got that chiseled-ass chin, he got okay. the piercing blue eyes, I have little yeah, beady eyes and a fucking nine head! Like, I what wanna, happened? <laughs> I want to make it clear that... Okay, when I sent you guys the first draft, Donovan was like, could you change my smile? Oh, wow. So you got to give notes. All right. Yeah. I what? see. So, Arthur's perfect just the way he is, though. He <laughs> is the 80-year-old Jewish man that truly lives in his heart. I had a friend. I showed that artwork to a friend of mine, and she said, why would you allow, allow yourself to be depicted this way? <laughs> Listen, I had one picture. I had one angle. I <laughs> that's true um. and like re i remember the photograph and i can see how the interpretation can be made <laughs> i just have a little bit of a five head do not have a receding hairline it's a <laughs> five, five point five point five head <laughs> maybe five nine yeah <laughs> well if you guys want me to draw like an updated one i can give you guys like six packs and like tattoos oh yeah cool dude <laughs> honestly that. yeah full full body version maybe we've broken out of the tote bag because our power has grown <laughs> so so far in the past two years uh-huh <laughs> i mean sure i mean i could give you guys whatever gauges frosted tips um Ooh. i could cl clogs is where clogs uh, all of the above all right i'm all done of the above. this is Fuck me up, creative fam. I'll have you know too the uh, so the the logo you did I got printed out on stickers. What uh, you can find some of them. I've had people take pictures of some of them in Columbus and Nashville. But if you happen to be in the uh, in the Prague airport in the Czech Republic, <laughs> in one of the gates on the side uh, of a snack machine, you can also find Herschel's art uh, on the RFTB logo. Oh my God! I'm going uh, because global. we're international. We're this picking motherfucker up worldwide. <laughs> and fun fact, dude, we have, you know, it's not it's not our second top country or anything, but we do have uh, uh, a good chunk of our listens from the Czech Republic as far as international lesson, uh, listens go. Mm. I want to believe that that's some folks who are just sitting in that airport and are like, oh, radio free tote bag. I don't know how to do a Czech accent, but <laughs> I, you know, I don't a Czech even accent, try. they're like. A radio for your tote bag, and then they and then they list, they check it out, so to speak. Uh, no, but for real, we get, we got like twenty listens from there in the past month. Oh, they check it out. Well, you God don't know, like it. it could mean like radio free tote bag in check could mean something like how to pleasure yourself at the airport, and then they just totally misled. <laughs> <laughs> like they don't even know. <laughs> I'm so into that fantasy. Mm. pleasuring myself that's, at the airport. That's fantastic. No, it's, and maybe uh, maybe no grasp of English, that's all that they pick up for, from it and so they listen to the podcast hoping, you know, to learn how to how to jerk it in the terminal. 
Uh, but even though it's not quite that and they can't understand the English, you know, the, the sexiness of me and Arthur's voices, you know, is, is helping a lot of Czech folks bust one at the uh, at the airport. So, yeah, I, I, I like that fantasy, too. That's canon now. It's smooth. Like, you kind of sound like a alternate, like a Barry White, uh, Tom Waits kind of, but smoother, like a silky thing. More like, more like very white. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Woo! No, but you need Folks. a little gravel in there, you know. <laughs> for the ladies. You know I got the gravel for the ladies. Uh, okay, so so we're on. You've gotten into animation. Uh, you've gotten into some live action stuff. You know, you're actually doing that with Eugene. Were Were you telling me you you won you won like an Adult Swim competition or something with this? Oh yeah. So what what really like this whole project? And and for people who can't see it, I told someone I was going to be on a podcast. They were like, "Where can I watch it?" And I was like, "I give up." <laughs> but you, know, you can't see it, so I have to vividly describe the puppet. <laughs> so, <laughs> um. Okay, so um, basically, I made a sculpture of Hank Hill's head. This was like three years ago. I made this really nice uh, clay sculpture of Hank Hill's head and made a plaster mold of it, painted the inside with silicone. The idea was that my friend was going to stretch this thing on over his head like a serial killer and go into the Home Depot <laughs> with a latex face of Kang Hill and ask for a tap and die and a WD-40. Yeah! And we were going yes! to, I was going to film it on my phone. Now, <laughs> now what we didn't realize is that the mask was one, too small and two, literally horrifying. This thing is, <laughs> it doesn't look like Hank Hill at all after you cram it over your, your non-cartoon head. Um, so, <laughs> so basically we just sat on this puppet for like two years. It wasn't even a puppet yet. It was just a mask. And one time I was, I was over at my friend. Now this is me, Dom, Justin, Sean, Spencer. Uh, these are all, all as a collective, uh, of shouts out, shout outs to everyone on this project. Uh, we were, uh, for the most part, all just like in Dom's basement one night, and just I put my hand in the mask, I slipped my fingers through the eye holes, and they looked like uh, like crazy cartoon worm eyes, and uh, we were just like, we gotta <laughs> film this right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> thus, the first episode was born. Uh, uh, <laughs> Eugene uh, goes to the hardware store where he tells a, uh, a clerk, if I can reenact uh, what he said, he's walking out of the store, right? And he turns, he, he turns back to the, to the checkout guy and he goes, If I ever see you again, I'll be fucking dead! <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, uh, that's what we knew it was going to be a show. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> yeah to, to paint a little bit more because now i can kind of see the hank hill based on the hairline of yeah. course it's hank hill but with you i i know i showed a ton of my friends in college your your hank hill experience uh youtube poop there they're, they're, uh, <laughs> they're on youtube yeah but that... to, to paint this this picture of the mask for the listener <laughs> So yeah, a, a horrifying kind of latex Hank Hill 
part of it's folded, kind of stretched. And the eyes, there's a finger in each of the white eyes, so they're kind of poking out, you know, maybe like the eye stalks of a crab. Uh, mouth just kind of limply agape. You can see kind of the thumb thumb under there. And then he's got a, he's got a shirt on, so it looks like that's his head. And then there's another arm uh, out of out of the sleeve, you know, culminating in in, in a very very surreal and, and and terrifying. The farthest thing from Hank Hill, uh, oh, basically. But the thing, <laughs> creature <laughs> man. See, I, I grew up watching King of the Hill, like like uh, staying up in my parents' bedroom on a little CRT, watching King of the Hill reruns. Uh, you know, at 11 o'clock at night and something in my subconscious, like it speaks to me. Uh, not only King of the Hill, Mike Judge's sense of humor, King of the Hill and, uh, uh, Beavis and Butthead, like, uh, the, the funniest of, uh, emotions to me, I think are anger and, and, uh, you know, just like a, a general, generalized stupidity, things that would make Hank Hill angry. <laughs> the, the, and, and this character has kind of become that. He's become the uh, self-unaware, uh, impulsive, emotional, neurotic, insane, uh, uh, crazy little man. And uh, basically, it's you're following his adventure where uh, the puppet's very... He's naive. You know, he in the episode we just put up, Eugene cleans his gutters. Um, he goes up into the gutters uh, and finds a squirrel, right? Now, <laughs> this squirrel uh, is obviously dead. Uh, but he's like, oh, sweet baby squirrel! Look at you! And he flies it around like an airplane. Now, it's, it's a... <laughs> It's about the, the innocence and the stupidity. <laughs> he goes, oh, look at you, baby squirrel. Oh, look at you. Oh, he's sleeping. He's sleeping. <laughs> Fuck, dude. So, um, <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, we also incorporate Jared, his neighbor Jared. Um, who was a, a, a chain-smoking good old boy who just uh, is there to antagonize him completely. Um, and you, you, you were telling us before too that the neighbor character is just your neighbor, <laughs> and and he kind of agreed to do it. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, pretty much. We were just like, hey, um, do you want to um, come? Now, now this is interesting. Uh, we had to have him sign a model release form, right? That was, yeah, we, we just got him on a whim. We were just like, oh, wouldn't it be funny? Now, after we submitted it to Adult Swim, you mentioned that before, but I didn't talk about it. We won $400, $500 from this Ooh! adult. Yeah, from this, nice. from this pitch show. And Adult Swim was kind of like, yeah, this has got some potential. Like, this is, uh, like, come back to us with something more comprehensive, and we may put you on, you know, our site or whatever, on, on a, awesome. uh, their, like, YouTube collab or whatever. Yeah. And, um, basically, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've just been, like, super driven ever since we, like, got that validation from Adult Swim to go, like, maybe this is really, really funny. It's definitely really original, and it's definitely weird. um so now um where i was going with the story previous to that tangent was we went to get the model release form from dan and he signed it larry king the man's name's larry (laughs) king 
That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, when you went to go get the model release form from Dan, would that be Dan Halen from Squidbillies you had to get the release form from? Yeah, I know. Is Dan just like the, the good old boy? Because I consider the Squidbillies to be good old boys. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'd say that he, he wears a hat that just has a picture of an American flag on it. Oh, yeah. And I love it. It doesn't say anything. It's not even political. It's just an American flag. And I'm like, you know what? I like this guy. He's, yeah, he's 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 very much like Ohio guy. Yeah, like the, if you if you got a neighbor in Ohio, it's this guy. Uh-huh. You know, pretty straightforward. Pro- probably a Republican, but he's not in your face about it. Yeah, he definitely. likes drinking beer on the porch, mm-hmm. mowing the lawn, shooting guns, and uh, fucking Eugene's wife. Apparently, <laughs> now his wife is actually now you saw her for a brief in our last episode from the window. Um, all you could see is hair and a claw beating against the inside <laughs> of the window. <laughs> and uh, under that... Very way, sensual woman. Yeah, so my good longtime buddy Spencer is actually wearing a fat... Uh, 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 <laughs> he's wearing a fat suit I made out of an XXL um, muumuu that I stuffed with like polyfill <laughs> in like a bra with breasts. It's really great. We're going to have some <laughs> new content coming out with that. It's very, you know, like a Monty Python-esque uh, kind of... Um, it's a man, but it's a woman. But... Uh, <laughs> but it's got, they got a claw. <laughs> yeah, it's got a claw. To the, um, <laughs> so uh, we actually just filmed a clip. Uh, <laughs> Eugene has to use the computer and he walks in, his wife is passed out in the chair uh, covered in, in uh, uh, candy wrappers <sighs> maybe I shouldn't give this away <laughs> yeah, no, careful with the spoilers we, we gotta have our listeners uh, be going to, to check this show out you gotta just which, give by the, the way, I'll, yeah, which by the way I'll say is uh, if you look up Chicken Boy Productions on YouTube the show is Eugene with a uh, with an exclamation mark. Eugene, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah, just just watching this, and uh, I I had showed it to a, a couple friends of mine. Uh, it it just you could absolutely see it on Adult Swim, like it, <laughs> like you were saying. It it's it's very original, but at the same time, like just vibe of it. I could definitely see. You know, th- this would be something that it's like four in the morning. Uh, you know, when off the air comes on, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of stoned just watching something to fall asleep. And then all of a sudden, motherfucking Eugene Hank Hill puppet uh, is up there to, to traumatize, but also engage you. <laughs> exactly. I want to move people viscerally. I want people to get, I want to get raw. And uh, I really feel like some, only something this disturbing could, could uh, have this effect on um, the fragile, uh, intoxicated minds of late night TV viewers. Um, Absolutely. Um, but uh, this is the things that we have in the works. Right now, I spent the whole night uh, making a silicone cast of a cat's head. Like a like okay. a cat. I sculpted a cat. That's that's the project, but uh, that is to be revealed later. What uh, I'm also working on: fully animatronic rubber chickens. Oh yes. <laughs> Full, they their necks move, their mouths talk, all powered by bicycle cables. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, no <laughs> shit, dude. Running to a switchboard. Now, this is this is the premise for the show. Chicken, chicken, chicken space, 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 space. It's going <laughs> to be like... Like Star Trek, but better because they're floating around in a giant egg. <laughs> I'm in, dude. I'm in. Say no more. I'm in. You got me. Se- think of this, sexy chicken. There's gonna be like the oh. weird, <laughs> yeah, full uh, chicken breasts. Oh, oh hell yeah! Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I gotta. I gotta ask too, and this this applies to the mask and the animatronics you're talking about, but also you know the animation. Every like, how how did you pick how did you pick all this up? Do you just kind of be like, I want some animatronic chickens, and look up you know how to do that? Are you just fucking around? Have have you had like experience building animatronics or something? Because that's fascinating to me. That's not something that somebody you know usually can just do. It's not, and it's also not your typical YouTube tutorial. Like you're not gonna find, mm-hmm. yeah, how to make animatronic chickens on YouTube. <laughs> oh, sure, absolutely, and uh, I appreciate that question. Uh, to be honest, a lot of what I'm learning is off of YouTube. I um, really, yeah, I, 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 you know, to be honest, like I want to do something really, really specific, and I'm watching these like uh, manufacturer tutorials from like 2004 on like how to use like silicones and stuff. Um, but to be honest, like, I just feel like I love practical effects and, and, uh, I, I love, um, stuff like, uh, um, you know, Eric Andre and, uh, Tom Green, people who, uh, really do the outrageous gross out stuff. Like, uh, like, uh, I don't know if you guys remember when Freddie got fingered the movie when, uh, Harlan Williams jumps off the skateboard. It gets a compound fracture on his leg where the bones sticking out. <laughs> bone sticks. In. Yeah. And, uh, his reaction was to run up and lick it. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> you know. What else are you gonna get to lick an excuse an exposed human bone? There's no other opportunity. <laughs> exactly. So, um, d- honestly, um, I just wanted to create like crazy good effects like that. Like, uh, like, um, of course, we have in our first episode. Uh, you know, Eugene Flash has a flashback to uh, his father who says that he has to kill his own chicken to become a man. And every boy has to kill their own chicken to be a man. <laughs> now, of course, there's going to be fake blood on the chicken and around the chicken and uh, projecting from the chicken with a hose. <laughs> um, so believe it or not, that's uh, Eugene. Um, that's Eugene goes to the hardware store. The first episode, Eugene goes to the grocery store. <laughs> We're about to post Eugene Makes Soup. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it's great because, in the, not to give any spoilers, he meets his uh, the deceased father in this flashback to his childhood. He's, he's on the ground. He's got a little multicolored hat. He looks up at his dad. He's like, no, dad, please. No. <laughs> Birds are our friends. No, son. Every boy has to kill his own chicken to be a man. Now, in contrast, in our new episode, Eugene Makes Soup, he has a flashback to his mother, who claims that a growing boy mm. needs to suck the bones out of a fermented fish to get all of his vitamins and minerals. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, my mom used to tell me to do that. You're doing the realism angle. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, this, this is maybe sound outrageous, but also I think it has a uh, like a visceral, in real tone to it that I think uh, on a subconscious level makes a lot of sense. I don't think it sounds outrageous at all. I think it speaks to uh, every American boy's experience. Exactly. That's, you know, I didn't want to eat your vegetables. I don't want to eat your fish. Get out. Go to hell, mom. <laughs> That'll be the pull quote from this episode. That'll, like, the write-up on this in, uh, in Pitchfork or whatever, whoever the fuck reviews television anymore. Just be like, Marshall yep. Nardini said, fuck off, mom. <laughs> Well, luckily, uh, my mom doesn't know how to watch the podcast, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Um. folks, uh, what do you say we make the move uh, to our core competency here on Radio Free Topic and answer some fucking relationship questions? How does that sound, everybody? I dig it. Let's do it. Absolutely. So we got to do our uh, our traditional guest question. Uh, before before getting into the the questions from other folks, uh, but so Hershel, we always ask folks this a pretty open ended question. But, but what is maybe the most embarrassing <laughs> uh, or ridiculous crap? It just maybe strange, you know, oh. relationship or, or or dating story that you have. Yeah. <laughs> well, I say that I've had uh, an interesting romantic experience. Um, I think. <laughs> That uh, it's always the things that come out of my mouth that that mess up my relationship. <laughs> no, I'm, ta- I'm talking about the first. What do you thing. mean? I'm talking. What could about you mean? What, I feel like once I, you know, you could uh, sell yourself in a relationship, and you're like, okay, he's quirky. But <laughs> the first, the, fir- <laughs> the, fir- the first dates are, are the hardest. Um, I remember <laughs> um, there was one date where. Uh, I went on a date with this girl and we both kind of like looked at each other and had this like thing where it's like, for some reason we didn't have the same frequency and we both like knew that, like you kind of just know if you're on the same frequency, Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I've been there. Yeah. It's nice, whatever. And we just go across the street to the urban outfitters and we're just looking at the books and there's just a book there that just says like, it's just a book of uh, bad Tinder date stories, and we just like looked at each other, and we were just like, uh, "It's Urban Outfitters, so we're not going to buy this book because it's expensive." But <laughs> you're like, "Here we are. Here we, we are in this book now." <laughs> but that's not my main story. As I as I dig myself a hole. Um, so so uh, there's this other date I went on with this girl. And she immediately hated being on a date. I I, I don't know. I was nice. <laughs> I you know I was nice, and uh, I was like, uh, we go to the restaurant, we sit down, and the, they seat us. Don't come back for forty five minutes. Oh god. Oh, so god. we're I'm trying to have a forced conversation about like, do you like Radiohead? <laughs> like, <laughs> and, uh, she's like, yeah. <laughs> um so you want to go across the street and she's like i hate bar food and i'm like you want to go <laughs> um so we this isn't that great of a story so we go to some like vegan place down the street and i wear my sunglasses in and she's like 
you know, you don't have to wear your sunglasses inside. Now we just walked in because there's <laughs> like two seconds. And I, so I take them off and I put them on upside down and I'm like, what if I do it this way? I can embarrass the <laughs> <laughs> oh, Actually, no. It might mean this is a podcast about relationships. She was making it really hard. I was being really nice. But then I was like kind of a jerk <laughs> at that part. <laughs> I you dig gotta, it, though. You, yeah, you got to work with, with, with what you have, especially in the uncomfortable date situation. Yeah. like I, Or maybe it's not practical just to turn around about face and dip. You know what I mean? Like yeah. The ones that it's uncomfortable, but it's not actively bad. So you just kind of, you got to go through the motions a bit and then, you know, leave at the end. You don't have to talk again. Sure, it sounds sure. like you're just trying to, you know, do a little bit with the, uh, with the upside down glasses. And if she's not even <laughs> responsive to that, dude, you, she's not going to know what to do with Eugene. I know. No. Right. That's frequencies, frequencies, but no, I was very nice. <laughs> but um gosh embarrassed just just a me- immediate <laughs> mismatch though yeah basically um in there yeah um but other than that i can't think of something more embarrassing this is a difficult question oh come on mayonnaise you know you're my own one and only <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> oh shouts out to mayonnaise mayonnaise come here uh, Oh, Bring she grabbed under the love man is. She grabbed under the carpet Manny's with her claw. name. All right, this is our surprise bonus guest. <laughs> Go meow. Our guest this evening is Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> Manny's made of oh. mayo, Pete. Oh, okay. No, that was that was good. I, just I gave it a shot. He's slow. he's so he's so far out of the zeitgeist already. Like, it's <laughs> bizarre. Yeah, dude. When I think of mayo now, I just think of the the spread, not the man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, hold on. What's something? Um, I made a clone of Willie for a girl once. A clone of Willie? Yeah, yeah speak okay, on it. Yeah. So, um, in terms of ca- special effects molding, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, meets relationships. Did you know they sell a product with a uh, a molding material that's safe to cast on human flesh? Um, <laughs> and you can cast, and they send you a tube, and you can make your own dildo. I did know that. Based, this. You, based you on can, your own based dick, on your right? own so you kind of, yeah. <laughs> but I had to buy the industrial size bag and make my own tube. Okay. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I know I just uh, you barely fit in the regular sized one. <laughs> was this was this somebody you'd been dating for a while, or was this a first date? And like instead of a bouquet of flowers, you just ah! show up with a bouquet of your own penises. No, well, you know it, it's it's you know if you work quickly. You can cast like a dozen of them before the mold like degrades. <laughs> you can make like a, you know, like hand rules. them out. You, you could brand them with the um, <laughs> radio free tote bag. Why uh, are we not doing this? Yeah, that's a real ass merch item. We can be handing out our dicks branded <laughs> RFTB dildos. Uh-huh. I like that. I'm actually fully into that idea. <laughs> um. 
but no. Well, so good response or no to the to the clone of Willie? What did she think? Uh, well, it was it kind of romantic because on our second date, we went into the Hustler store downtown. Nice. <laughs> so we saw it on the shelf and I was like, I'm going to buy this one day and surprise you. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really hard to um, stay in the zone while you're mixing molding material. You know, you make an interesting I'm sure. point. Um, so I recommend doing it with your partner. Um, you know, oh, I, that's hot. I, I, uh, when I listened to your guys' show, the first thing I thought about was, uh, do you guys remember? It was, uh, I want to remember her name. She was this older lady who had like a sex talk hotline. Dr. Ruth Ginsburg. Yes, exactly. I was like, you guys are the new age of that. You guys are. Schlesinger. Wait, Ruth, Ruth Ginsburg is on the Supreme Court. Ruth, <laughs> Ruth Schlesinger was her name. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Is... Slay Queen RBG. <laughs> that was yeah, my that Neville is... Chamberlain moment. <laughs> we're, we're, on, we're on even footing now. Mm. <laughs> Well, we should we should get into these questions, yes. Uh, before we we leave all of these people out and about. Uh, so, Arthur, I believe you got this first one. I uh, do. We'll be reading through them. Herschel's here, and Mayonnaise is here to help us answer. Mayonnaise. Uh, so, what do we got first? Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, do you do you guys ever get deja vu when you're sleeping with someone new? Uh-huh. Like they do the exact same thing your ex did or said when you're having sex and you're slightly creeped out and you disconnect from them for a second. That was posted by <laughs> weed lover too. Hell yeah, dude. Smoke blunts every day for 20. Nugs. Yeah. Eat them nugs. Yes. What? Yes. I have, I have experienced this. Same. It's usually in, it's usually in, in more subtle types of of things like maybe something your partner says during sex that's a big one if that's spot on and it, and it's maybe something a little bit more unusual and you're like ooh that's that's a little disorienting oh richard yeah, who's richard <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> she, she's calling out some dude's name some dude named richard just like my ex was that's not even my name what is what a weird <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel this. I, I see I see what they're I see what they're saying. Cause you just don't you don't want the intrusive thoughts of your ex when you're out there, you know, trying to, to meet new people. Uh you know. But but th- th- this just this just happens. I guess if it was very, very severe and they were spot on in a lot of ways, this may be incredibly off putting. Uh but for the most part you kinda just gotta acknowledge it and then and then move on, you know, unless you wanna completely completely fuck up the the new relationship that you're pursuing here (laughs) or power up your boner from the previous relationship power that you have sometimes an ex (laughs) is kind of stuck in there sometimes the reason why it comes up is because you are still stuck on your ex and you can potentially channel that energy into your ween (laughs) there we go fuck with that ex energy yeah, it's like powering <laughs> up, like going Super Saiyan in your Wii Exactly. Zone. Yeah. 
Exactly. Uh, well, also, I think, you know, uh, people have... I just imagine in pubes, like, blonde pubes exploding <laughs> out from the fucking cop. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, realistically, like, everyone's got, you know, erogenous zones. And, uh, you know, things that are acceptable, things that you should say, do, or touch that are normal. And I think that it just takes a while to venture into the place where you're like... Like, I never knew I could admit this to you, but I just really want to watch you uh, wear shoes or something. And and you're like, oh, (laughs) like, I didn't know I could say that different. I've been doing this vanilla thing, the same thing that, you know, I've always done. But now, like, put on those shoes, walk on those eggs, do your thing. I think maybe maybe part of the deja vu is a desire to return to the comfort that you maybe have with your ex. Because when you're sleeping with someone new, you have to develop a new rhythm. You have to figure out how y'all vibe. And perhaps the deja vu is a desire to return to the previous vibe that you've had. Or that you're just kind of, or that you're just kind of stuck in that track still. Like, yeah. Imagine you've been having sex with the same person for for three years. You know, a little bit subconsciously, you, you kind of get in the way of doing things that works for you and that long-term partner. But then, you know, when you when you uh, you're single again, you're going out into a, a new relationship. There can definitely be a tendency because it's like a reflex, right? There's a tendency to kind of be doing the thing that you've been doing for three years. It's it's hard to it's hard to kind of break out of of those. Uh, old patterns but again i I think i think that's pretty normal you just kind of got to move past it there's also like a limited amount of sexual things you can do ultimately a limited amount of like sexy words in english so like there there is going to be there might be some deja vu situations it's kind of impossible to avoid uh but but again i just just don't don't get too focused on that to the point that it disconnects you from from the moment because because that's where you're gonna have issues. Maybe just laugh at it, and then uh, you know re- return to the the task at hand, which is going knuckle deep <laughs> with your uh, with your uh, wrist. Trust me, I've tried. They don't like shit. it. Don't generally, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um. Um. <laughs> I think yeah, it's like it's I, very I, I, in a serious note. It's very easy to 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 live in the past. I think we're all products of what what we're used to, what we've always known to do. And I think the most important thing, you know, I think sometimes it's easy to feel like, oh, I'm the one who's got like a a, a problem where it's like maybe I'm living in the past or maybe I'm a certain way that I shouldn't be. But I ultimately, I say vulnerability is your best option bet in any situation because then you guys will be on the same page and it'll be like you know what maybe it's not so weird after all maybe you have some inclinations about uh intimacy that you were afraid to reveal yeah that's that's a good point and uh, like honestly potentially bringing this up uh maybe if it's something that they that they keep doing that's throwing you and it's something you can't take out of your head uh bringing up the experience uh to to your new partner uh, and being vulnerable, like uh, like Herschel's saying, because yeah, I think I reckon everybody goes through this to some extent. Like if you've had more than one partner, especially if you're really really into some into somebody, like past stuff is going to get dredged up. The person you're with has probably been through something similar. Uh, so that's that's not a bad option either. Is just to to you know open up and 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 talk to him about this. Uh, 
you know, so that you can, you, you can move past it and they know that they're not like weirding you out by their own fault. It's just, you know, this, this coincidence of, of them doing something that, uh, that reminds you of, uh, of your ex. But again, not, not, not the biggest deal in the world. Handle it. However, uh, you, you'll be all right though. It's just, it's just kind of something that's going to happen. There you go. True, true. All right, we kicked that question in the ball sack. Now we're going to go to the question box. Yes, it's the listener question box, the anonymous question box. Segment of our show where we take your questions, you the listener, we read them, we answer them. Oh, boy. If you're out there listening, you would like to send in a question, uh, you can go to our Instagram, instagram.com slash Radio Free Tote Bag. Or to our website, radiofreetotebag.podient.co. Uh, you click that link for the question box. There's a text box. Type in your question. Press send. Anonymous. No account. Uh, and we'll read it on the show. And so we've got we got two two questions this week. Uh, I'm gonna get let's get into the serious one first. Uh, Anonymous asks, "Where is my vagina? <laughs> Where is it, Herschel?" Uh, I know you have this woman's vagina. Where did you keep it? Listen, Where is it? <laughs> if you're a man, you have a secret vagina, but you got to look for it really hard. It's under your hair. Oh. You guys, wait, hold you, on. Dude, I'm look. I'm wait, looking. You guys don't have this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm weird. Herschel's hair vagina. Yeah, I'm pushing the hair yeah. into it. Oh. <laughs> that's that's what sweating is. That's what sweating is. It's just when your head headgina gets aroused <laughs> and uh, some liquid starts seeping into your hair. You can that's wear what... a sweatband for that sort of thing. You could just dab it off with a paper towel. Yeah, or just, that's uh, why you drew my hairline so high you were looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Arthur's a Ken doll up there, unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh. More... I don't know, listener. I hope I hope you didn't misplace. If you didn't misplace it, maybe get one of those tile attachments. Uh, you know, clip it onto your labia minora. <laughs> you can use that phone app to to locate you know your vagina uh, if you if you happen to lose it again. Uh, if you're somebody who just can't find it on your body, yeah, I, you know, the, I'll teach you the the lesson you know that we were taught in uh, uh, in the scouts on locating lost things. You find the point of reference. That's your belly button. <laughs> I know you follow your trail uh, down about three clicks. Your vagina should be right up, right about there. Should there should be a little there should uh, be a little man in the boat in the area. <laughs> yeah, you can if you if you pass him, you've you've gone too far. Uh, or it could be a, a situation where it's under your hairline, uh, as Herschel has described. So check those couple areas. You know, if you can't find it, uh, you know, home homemade is is cool too. Uh, yeah. I just answered that as seriously as I possibly could. Sweet. <laughs> and just remember, as the puppet Eugene says, he says, you always do what your scoutmaster asks you to do, whether you believe it's right or wrong. And two, <laughs> you always bring the right tool for the job. Um, and that's your penis. <laughs> fantastic fantastic we got we got got another one here in this in this old cue box and i'm gonna read it now check it out watch this i'm gonna read it you ready i'm reading it some of my friends are dealing with relationship issues at the moment 
Those same friends are also likely to come to me for advice. My question is, how can I politely tell someone that I'm dealing with my own shit right now and that I'm not in the right state of mind to help them out? Does this question make me a bad friend? No. No, it doesn't make you a bad friend. Everybody's got limited, you know, emotional resources. Um, you know, you got no obligation to be the advice person. That's just kind of a nice thing that you're doing. So, like, not doing that. And that we're doing. A shitty. Yeah, and we're. True. And not doing that doesn't render you, you know, a shitty person. Um, so, how can you politely tell them? I mean, you could basically say what you've said in the question here. Maybe just in a in a in a little bit different wording, uh, but the point basically being like, "Hey, you know, I I can get back to you on this or talk in the future, but I've got a lot I got a lot going on right now, um, and I'm just not in a great state of mind to to kind of help you out." Uh, I think just being direct like that is 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 kind of your best bet because you reckon if this person who is asking to trusts you uh, to bring their relationship issues to you. Um, that you you probably got a good enough relationship that they're going to, you, you can be cool to open up and be like, Hey, I've got, I've got shit going on. Like, I'm sorry. I can't, I'm just not in a great state of mind. Uh, so yeah, I think, I think just being direct is the move here. Straight up, straight up. Matter of fact. <laughs> and and with right? that old, I got a lot of shit going on. That's, that's a powerful move. I just, you know, I'm really not in a place where I feel like I can answer that question for you right now. And I think that's just something you're going to have to work out on your own. And, you know, the the weight of somebody else's happiness should never fall on your shoulders. Boom. I mean, to, to be honest, like everyone should be worried about themselves first. You know, of course, like people who are your friends, you got to be there for them. But when it comes to the, the, the bottom line of taking care of yourself, that always comes first. And to be honest, people like are that this person's going to be less concerned about uh, like, like, you know, someone asks you a question. It doesn't matter if you answered it or not. They're going to be on to the next thing. Their happiness is going to rely entirely upon their internal process of what's going on and you can give them advice or not but the bottom line is they're gonna have to make their own their own happiness right right and you can't put all that responsibility on yourself because that follow-up there like does this question make me a bad friend you know makes me think and not necessarily you know it doesn't make you a bad person or anything uh, but, but i'm kind of getting the impression that you are taking a lot of responsibility for for their happiness uh to the degree you know, that, that you're thinking something might be wrong uh, if you're in a bad place and, and, and can't provide the help to them. So, yeah, I, th- I think that's good advice just to remember that you're there to support. You know, this isn't this shouldn't wholly be on on your shoulders. And then, uh, you know, ultimately, if you've got your own stuff going on, but you really want to prioritize being there for your friends, well, you have to take care of yourself so you can, you know, be there for them if you're not in great shape. You know, you can't, you're having trouble with your own life. You're not even going to be able to, you know, begin to help them out uh, or might be at like diminished capacity for that. So really just kind of whatever, whatever way you look at this. Yeah. Be, be very direct. Uh, if you're, if you're having a rough time there, maybe ask some of your friends for support. If, if that's something you haven't done, if you've been kind of focused on supporting other folks, uh, cause I know that can be another potential issue. I think I've told Arthur about this. I mean, we do the podcast, 
love giving advice to other folks. Uh, helps me out, you know, a little bit. But sometimes, you know, I, I might need the exact advice that I'm giving. Uh, but when it comes to me, like, I'm not going to take the advice. Right? True. Uh, <laughs> so it might be... It might be uh, just kind of a flag there to to maybe be reaching out for for help from uh, from your friends uh, as well, as opposed to just seeing yourself as like, I've got to be the steady person. I got to be the one, you know, who does all the helping. Everybody's got a rough time. Sometimes they're leaning on you. You know, I'm sure they'd be happy for you to lean back on them. So, yeah, TLDR, you're not a bad friend. Cut yourself some slack. Uh, work on your stuff, be direct with your friends about what's going on. And, uh, I don't know. Good for you for thinking about this stuff though. Strong. All right. (laughs) I think, I think, uh, I think maybe we got time for one more. Uh, maybe, maybe two, who knows? Uh, but this one gonna go like this. Boyfriend says it's normal. To leave me after he's finished. So my 22F, I've been dating my boyfriend 22M, this is bad formatting, since two years. We have sex often. After he orgasms, he'll either sleep or do something else. I go and satisfy myself on my own. He's not bothered. When I spoke about it today after sex, he says it's normal And no boy continues after he orgasms. I don't expect sex right after, but some attention to me and my body. Posted by Onitsuka Tiger. Mm. Jesus Christ. You know, as a man, I can say, you know, there's a good possibility. I've experienced this as a man myself. He may just be stupid. (laughs) Ignorant. (laughs) 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 He has no clue. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no def- definitely not and and that's like unfortunately common uh for for a lot of guys i think and i may, may be getting a little bit too broad on this uh but i know arthur's brought this up before like like sex shouldn't a hundred percent be just about coming but we've kind True. of got this kind of there's definitely a cultural thing of sorts that like okay you know when you're done, like, like it's all, it's all over. Uh, and a focus on, you know, the male ejaculation and sex, like that's the thing that ends it. Not, you know, not, not something else there. Um, and obviously that's, that's super selfish and unhealthy and is not going to be, you know, satisfying, uh, to your partner. So like, I, I I can kind of see where he's getting that this is a normal thing, you know, after a guy, you know, nobody conti- no guy continues after they orgasm. Uh, the thing is, though, like even if that is a normal thing, that's not that's not a good thing. You know, you should be putting in the extra effort to make sure your partner is satisfied. Because if I'm reading this correctly, you're having sex, your boyfriend nuts, and then he fucks off, and then you go finish yourself off. Like that's that's the recurring kind of chain of events. Yeah, that's yeah. not good. It's not great. He's like. All right, time to play COD. <laughs> See you later. Uh, you can, yeah, it's not. You you got to put that effort into there. You have to at I, least I know cuddle. Too, as a guy. At least fucking cuddle, my dude. 
Like, what the right. fuck are you doing? Have some physical intimacy with your with your woman other than just, like, fucking nutting on her back. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and your mouth and your fingers and all that it still work, you know? You yeah. Just because just cause your uh, wiener's down at half-mast after that, you know, it doesn't mean <laughs> that you, can, you, you can't pitch in. Yeah, uh, there's a whole I think whole we're all process. familiar. Like, as a guy, you come sometimes, you, you lose the energy for a little bit. If you're oh, yeah. one of those kind of people, my my kind of strategy is take care of your partner first uh, before doing you know before doing your thing, because uh, that also just adds to the general excitement of it. At least I think so. And then uh, you know everybody everybody's left uh, satisfied and and not you know uh, cut loose on their own to go finish themselves off while the other partner yeah plays cod or drinks a gallon of milk or whatever people like <laughs> and, I, and i don't think that's even necessarily a bad dynamic that like the the gentleman uh in a heterosexual relationship uh finishes first and then the lady takes care of herself uh as long as you're like present like help out you know what i mean like suck a titty while she's while she's <laughs> you know do something right, as long as long as as long as your partner there is is happy with that arrangement Ex- yes absolutely uh, but if you're yeah, if you're being stuck in this situation where he just gives up and you're like, oh, okay, well I guess I'll finish off on my own, you know, but you wouldn't prefer it that way, and I'd assume you don't, you know, then uh, maybe communicate these feelings to your boyfriend here. You know, make him imagine. I don't know. Imagine you guys are having sex. You come. You know, he's about ready to the nut, and you're like, well, see you later. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's not gonna feel flipping. good about that. No, but nobody flip wants that, that script. So, I mean, hopefully this is just some kind of ignorance on his part. Um, and, and he isn't a full on just kind of selfish dickhead here. Uh, but yeah, you definitely you definitely got to bring this up with him, though, because this this isn't well, maybe it, again, maybe it is normal, but this isn't good. True. True. You can get in a pattern, you know, so it's normal in the context of that's what we always do. But that's, right. you know, not necessarily uh, how it should be because then he's ignorant to the fact that you don't like it. And that's where vulnerability comes back in. Um, but but uh, honestly, I feel like if you're a guy, don't you, like, want to do all that foreplay leading up to, like, you know, the the fireworks for both parties like, I feel as though it's about the entire process, where, as you mentioned, yes. it's not just about the end goal. It's about the journey there. That's <laughs> No, very, very true. I think you might be onto something with the routine, too, because uh, I don't know what they've been dating. They've been dating two years. Like, there definitely can be a point with relationships where you just do fall into a routine, and that can include sex. And it becomes more of like a mundane, you know, more akin to just getting off like masturbation. It's just something you're trying to do really quickly than like a proper or or just a means to an end, you know, rather than a proper sexual experience between you two. And kind of the longer you're stuck on that routine, uh, the easier it is to just kind of forget that there's anything else, uh, which, you know, is going to is going to kind of fuck up your your sexual relationship. And uh You'd be lacking a lot of fulfillment there. So, yeah, definitely, definitely be vulnerable with them. You know, let them know that you're feeling kind of left out here. Uh, that you don't want him to just roll off by by himself. And uh, hopefully, he's receptive to that. And if he's not, you can just you can just go date Arthur. And uh, then we'll yes! be good. Oh 
gonna get a girlfriend! Mm. <laughs> oh, I fucking want a girlfriend so fucking bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> they are nice, but complicated. That's what I know. It's as a true. Man. That's true. <laughs> because I feel like women, in a lot of ways, are more aware than men, and I feel like it's it's back to the whole idea of like because this guy doesn't know, or he thinks it's like whatever. But it's like uh, women are aware. Women, uh, I don't know. Not to put men down or anything. Oh, please do. We're the fucking worst. <laughs> I'm gonna get banned we from love... Facebook. Men are trash. Hell yeah. All right, we we. I hope you can communicate that message. I hope this works out all right. It just is a matter of falling into routine, and this guy isn't a dick. Uh, so good. Good luck to you out there. All right, uh, we got a we got a last question here. Uh, so let, let's get uh, let's get into it. Made to feel self conscious about my noises. I have twenty one F. Been told by a few partners that I'm really noisy, loud, porn sounding, and too reactive in bed. My current partner said that she feels like I'm faking the noises, but I'm not. I didn't really think this was a problem till it started to make my partner uncomfortable. Any ideas on what I can do? And that was posted by Be Gone Throwaway 101. Be Gone Thought! Um, so, I don't know, man. Like, a lot of this is acculturated. Like, if you've watched a lot of pornography and you've seen a lot of women in porn, like, really, you know, giving it and throwing it out there in terms of uh, being vocal, then maybe that's just what you've absorbed. However, if you're not faking it and she's really fucking giving you the business and you just got to let that shit out... Then you got to make that clear to your partner. You got to be like, "Listen, this is just in my soul, and I have to let it out through my mouth hole while you're beating up my bean." That's just how that has to go. Right, and, and maybe with the like, just kind of porn influence on this, you know, it might be because that is like the stereotypical fake noises. You know, it is the porno where they're just yelling the entire time and. And, uh, you know, being loud and all that about every single thing, you know, and so somebody sees porn like that and they see their partner do it and they're like, oh, okay, they must be kind of acting. They must be acting here too. Uh, yeah. you know, but, but you're not. And honestly, that's fucking rad then. Like if you're super loud and reactive and all that, and it's genuine that that's hot as fuck. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think, I think you got a level, you got a level with her, um, it's that's just a weird thing to do, you know. To to how do you how do you just go up and be like, no, like those the, these noises are real. Like I'm I'm actually into this. This is this is how I respond. You know what I'm saying? Because if they're if they're giving you guff for it before then, I just, I don't know. Do you think coming to them and being like, no, this is real. That's just going to clear up all the issues. Like I'm curious if this is going to be more of a. Less of a problem with faking it, more that she's just irritated by the noises or something like that. Mm, mm, you see what mm. I'm getting at? I'm just like I'm wondering how to how to address that without, you know, the the kind of ruining the relationship here without reaching an impasse. Because you can't. What you're going to tone it down? That sucks. You don't want to tone down your sex reactions. You can't tone down your sex reactions. 
And I, I think it's, there's certain things that, like, I say that I'm I'm seeing a woman and she wants me to stop, like, eating with, like, a dirty spoon that I leave on my sink every day. That That's a completely reasonable, like, okay, you're asking me to change for something positive. But I feel like when it comes to just, like, your expression, who you are, and, like, how you feel, I feel like uh, noise during sex, that's the most uh, uninhibited, or at least the time that you should feel... Uh, the most liberated to to be completely open in yourself. Um, there's a, I guess there could be a possibility that if your your partner is getting this high energy from you, maybe they feel like they can't uh, match your level or something along those lines. Um, it's definitely inter- an interesting uh, problem. <laughs> that, I, uh... that that is a good that is a good point there. Where maybe you know maybe they're they're feeling almost inadequate that they're not to the same level mm-hmm. or they're like you're getting so into it like why why aren't i uh again i think just the best way to address that is just be real direct about this you know try maybe try to narrow down if it is just all about they think you're faking or if there's something more to it uh but again just just reassuring them you know that this this is real maybe bring up the analogy it's it's like being upset with somebody's laugh. Like if you're upset with their sex noises, yeah. you know, these, these things, the noises they're making cause they're having a great fucking time. You don't want to be told that like, you know, Oh, your laugh sucks. Cause then in all these good moments, you might have some self-conscious, some self-consciousness develop. Uh, so maybe try to articulate that to them too. You know, if they're still, if they're still giving you guff after you're insisting that this is, you know, that this is genuine, you know, let them know, but like, you give me a hard time about this. This kind of fucks with my experience. Maybe they'll sympathize with that. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, but maybe that if that is the underlying problem, maybe if they feel like they can't match your level, maybe that uh, certain way to express that reassurance um, that saying like that's not like there's nothing to to live up to or to be for what I'm being. It's just who I am. Yeah. 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 And the way that you are is, you know, is, is, is cool with me too. We don't have to, you know, I, I, I see what you're saying there. Or so I think just, I think just big conversation about this is kind of the move. Cause I don't, I don't really think there's, you know, an, another way to handle this. That's healthy. Unless it's a it's reaction the big of, of fear and they're like, why are you screaming? It sounds like a domestic dispute. <laughs> 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 like you're scaring me. I'm not hurting you. <laughs> <laughs> oh! I uh, I lived in like a communal housing situation with like four or five other adults and uh, I lived in an unfinished basement and one night I was at the bar I was a bouncer and uh, this dude that I kind of knew comes up to me and he says hey um, would you like to have sex with her and he gestures to a woman that came up to me with her or me with him would you like to have sex with her with me and i said <laughs> yeah yeah i would <laughs> and uh they waited around till bar closed and we all went back to the crib and uh we go down to the basement we're having a couple beers and then uh things start popping off and she is loud as fuck she's one of those loud girls wow and uh apparently i was told this later on like i did not experience it in the moment but uh the roommate who lived on the floor above me 
was like pounding his foot on the floor and screaming, shut the fuck up. But I didn't hear, <laughs> I didn't hear a bit of that. <laughs> I'm sure he, does he have to live with that noise all the time? <laughs> Supposedly. Uh, I wouldn't say all the time, but a fair amount of the time yeah, back okay. in the day, back in, back during my slut years. Oh yes. There was a little bit of that, but, um, but yeah. Well, so if the no- if the noises are full on like that, disturbing neighbors are sounding like a domestic dispute. Maybe that's when you tone it down. But besides sure. that, I don't think you can just be toning down. You know the sounds you make when you feel good. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know sucks. that sound you make when you know that sound you make when you come. It oh, sucks. Oh, oh, <laughs> 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 Folks. Well, one, one, a quick uh, last follow-up to this. Herschel, what what does Eugene sound like when he comes? <laughs> <laughs> right, let me think about this one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I like the fall-off at the end. I like the waterfall. That's good. <laughs> I, I, I feel like he's a very angry puppet, but I also feel like when he deals with his wife, he's... A, He's kind of like a like an insecure little man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I feel oh my gosh, I feel bad. Like I want everyone to know that I'm not a bad person, <laughs> and I don't think uh, <laughs> the emotional insecurities of a puppet are fu- necessarily funny if it was a real person. So when That's it's fair. Uh, terrifying, stretched out latex Hank Hill man, <laughs> it is pretty fucking funny. <laughs> It's pretty flippin' weird, dude. I hope to put out more stuff soon. <laughs> Allow me to reiterate. Yeah. Allow me to reiterate. Folks, this has been Radio Free Tote Bag. Thanks uh, very much to our guest, Herschel Nardini. Let's see if I can give it up for a little Hirsch man. Thank you. Uh, I'm just a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I reiterate, folks. Check out, uh, check out Eugene. On uh, Chicken Boy Productions, there on YouTube, and Herschel, your 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 personal channel is uh, her shizzle, right? It is her shizzle. I, you know, I had uh, that weird Hank Hill cartoon from from eight nine years ago. Take off! I got seven hundred plus thousand views on that one video alone. Didn't even realize it. It's basically a little cartoon of Hank Hill going, oh oh, Bobby, dang it, dang it, Whoa. and then. This is my truck. <laughs> These are my <laughs> pantyhose. I don't even know what he said. <laughs> what the fuck I said? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then uh, he gives Bobby a uh, propane enema, like out on the lawn. Uh, <laughs> and I, <laughs> I, I made, I made this. It, it took off. I got like over half a million views over the course of years, where I wasn't even looking at my channel. I came back, and I didn't even know. Um, but now I just post. I became weird famous stuff. without even knowing it. Yeah, <laughs> that's where all the miscellaneous just stuff that isn't attached to my main project goes. That's just me being weird. So check it out if you'd like. Fuck yeah, good times. I'm going to let our uh, listeners know that our intro song is the song Pump Up the Jam by Technotronic. <laughs> and the... You can find their music just about everywhere. <laughs> it's Technotronic. It's everywhere. Uh, and... All right. And our outro song is the song Stephanie by the Hey Fellows. You can find them at Instagram.com slash the Hey Fellows. 
Uh, or on Spotify, it's three words, the Hey Fellows. <laughs> Folks, uh, it's been excellent having you with us. It's been excellent having you with us, Herschel. Thanks again. Thank you. Uh, you know, fucking stay safe out there. Stay away from people. Six feet distance. Wash your fucking hands and don't be a fucking chud. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and if you need to get some of that cabin fever energy out, you know, hit up our question box. Maybe take the time to uh, write a review Ooh. for us. Rate us five stars on iTunes. That's always Ooh. a fun thing to do indoors. Uh, and I'm thinking, too, of making some kind of call-in show, if I can figure it out, uh, while we're oh, all stuck in our respective homes and apartments. Maybe Arthur and I could do a little little marathon for coronavirus. Who knows? That'd be fun to, uh, to raise awareness. Yeah, to raise awareness. <laughs> Oh, that's why we're stuck inside. Huh. <laughs> Who knows? We'll think of something. I don't know. Hit us up if you want to play video games with us. Uh, that That's our offers to you. Boom. Hey, guess what? Thanks. I love you. Bye. Bye, everybody.